Hi everybody, before we get started, I wanna do a little housekeeping, if you will, to remind everybody who is in the Portland, Washington, whatever, my area, about the All Hallows Archery that's gonna be happening this Sunday, October 30th, 9.30 to 11. It is 50 per person, but no one, no one will be turned away for lack of funds. If you want to be a part of it, there's still some spots open. I'd love to see you. We're going to do what we do. We're going to have a little bit of mindfulness in the woods. I'm going to teach you how to shoot. And you're going to spend a lot of time shooting. And it's going to be really fun. We're going to shoot at pumpkins. We're going to laugh. We're going to have a great time. If you're looking to get into that, reach out to me. DM me or email me at angiefatal at gmail.com. I'd love to add you to the list or at least tell you more about it. And yeah, I'd just love to see you if you've been contemplating it or thinking, you know, how do I get involved? Um, this is a really good gateway involvement into what I do. And it's really fun. Okay, that's it. Here we go. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Soul Care with me, Angie Fatal. My pronouns are she, they, and I am on the unceded land of the Malala, Kalapuya, Tualatin, Bands of Chinook, Clackamas, Kathlamet, Wasco, Multnomah, Calitz, and many other tribes who made their home in the same area that I call my home. Pay attention to that where you live. Get familiar with the people that stewarded this land before you. And if you can, find a way to make restitution, reparation, anything that you can do to familiarize yourself with the first people that lived where you live. to talk about the mantra that I did for this past Monday. I do, well, I used to do every Monday a mantra that I called hashtag mantra for the rest of us. And I still do it, but I have not been doing this thing that I'm notorious for, which is having something that I think is a good idea. And I do think Mantras, weekly mantras are a great idea because they usually come from a conversation with somebody, something that I'm paying attention to around me or something that is happening inside of me. So they're very relevant to me and to what I'm hearing and seeing. But I, I have this tendency to take something that starts as an amazing thing and then not be able to give myself permission to not do it every single week. And so I stopped for a while just to see if I still wanted to do it. You know, do I still want to do this thing? Is it still bringing me life? Is it bringing other people life? And from the feedback I got on Monday when I put this out, 
it seems like it's not just me that still needs these. So I want to talk about what I wrote in this mantra today. If you haven't seen it, um, you can go to my website. I'll put all the information um, in the show notes. But I can also tell you what it says. It says, I am only responsible for today. Let me say that one more time. I am only responsible for today. It came to me. I was, I got up on Monday morning. I had worked all weekend. Got up on Monday morning, did my stuff, and then started to feel that internal pressure of all the things that I have to do, all the things that, you know, there are things that I have to do. And then there are things that I kind of, (laughs) let me say, create work for myself. And um, before I really got into that swirl in my brain, I caught myself and it was in the quiet of my house. Nothing really in my neighborhood was awake yet. I got, I had gotten up pretty early and I stopped myself. I stopped myself from the tape of, that's my cat, of I should be doing, I could be doing, and I must be doing if I'm a good fill in the blank. That's not how I want to be in the world. That's not how I want to run my spiritual direction practice or anything that I do, anything I'm involved in. From the Thursday soup for the homeless that I do, to my archery, to, you know, the workshop I'm doing on Sunday, I can so easily get into the swirl of something where I put something out much like the mantras, (laughs) I'm realizing as I'm talking to you, that I can put something out that I'm really excited about and passionate about. And then if there isn't enough, I don't know. It's, It's not just if there isn't enough positive feedback, that's something, if people don't sign up. Or I feel like it's that, but it's also this thing inside of me that I'm creating the dilemma. I'm creating the I'm creating the urgency and there doesn't need to be urgency. I I don't want to do that. I want to hold myself and the things that I do and the things that I'm passionate about and the things that I'm thinking as sacred. And I believe they are. I believe that every part of being a human, every part of the world, all our interactions are sacred. And the reason I believe that is because when we put a hierarchy, you know, where if we go to synagogue, if we go to church, if we meet with a spiritual director, if we do you know, our meditation, our yoga, our mindfulness, those are the sacred things. And it puts a hierarchy in our lives. It puts this dualism of this is sacred and this is not. And I don't like that because then when I'm walking the dogs or if I'm paying attention to my neighborhood or if I respond to a neighbor's 
you know, like, does anybody have X, Y, Z? If I go into the woods and I'm just, you know, taking some time, then I've said that those things are not sacred. And I don't want to live like that. I want to live as if everything's sacred, not in a lofty way like, oh, when I meet with you, it's sacred. When I take a shit, it's sacred. When It is. I just want to live in a way that kind of holds all of the things in that space. It's, it's like, I've talked about this before. I think it was a few seasons ago where I made the soup that I make every Thursday during the winter. Well, now it's every other Thursday. That if I don't spend time in that moment being with the soup, then I get resentful or irritated about the time spent. And I'm not putting the energy and love into what I'm making. And that's not bad. It's just not a way I want to be. Because I want to take the time to hold this space that I may not be out on the street. I may not have to live rough but I am no different. And I don't want to make myself different. I want to be a part of what I'm doing. And so when I make the soup, I don't always do it, but it's, some, it's a way that I'm trying to bring mindfulness into the thing I'm doing and make the cooking sacred. Because it's sacred whether I'm paying attention to its sacredness or not. And if you have a hard time with the word sacred, um, I, there's other words that you could put in there. That's just the word that I have. So if you're kind of twitching when I say the word sacred, just replace it for, for a word that works for you. Maybe, maybe somebody would prefer spirit. Maybe somebody would prefer soul work. I don't know. Sacred works for me because the church had made all of these things sacred, like, you know, getting baptized and taking communion or praying or your quiet time or whatever, those were sacred. But the interactions that I would have with my friends were not. And that didn't seem right to me and it doesn't seem right to me. I want to level that. Going back to the mantra, how do those connect is when I get in the swirl, I, for, I forget that when I walk the dogs, when I have to shop back my basement because it's flooding, when I feel that angst, when I have a bad night's sleep, all of that is sacred. It's not sacred as approval or saying wonderful my basement is flooded I'm just gonna stay so peaceful and relaxed about it it's trying to engage it for me and when I get caught up in the swirl I miss it and one of the things that I noticed is I did this on Monday and and I'm very clear with y'all about 
I'm not writing as if I know. Or I'm not writing or talking to say, look at me, I've got it all figured out. On the contrary. I'm hoping to have a conversation with you all about how hard it is to stay in a moment or to look at, you know, the snapped off windshield wiper that I, you know, on the right-hand side of the car and go, okay, um, that's really frustrating. That happened on Tuesday morning after I wrote this. (laughs) That I was in a spiritual direction appointment at the park. It was rainy. We had a really good talk. Came back to the car, drove home, parked in front of my house, came back out to my car. I was going to go on a hike with the dogs. And um, somebody had snapped off at the base my windshield wipers. And I kind of was like, first I was taken aback. Like, what happened? And then I thought, ooh, is it retaliatory? And I went to all of these places. And then I went, I can't do anything about it right now. I kind of breathed. It's not, I wasn't mad. It's okay if I was mad, but I wasn't, I, I wasn't mad. I was just kind of in shock about the whole thing. Like, couldn't you have broken off my left-hand side and <laughs> I could still drive around? And I was going to go on a hike with the dogs, and then it, because it was raining, it was too dangerous. So I came back home, and I just kind of let it be and went on with my day trying to practice what I had talked about the day before. And it's hard when as soon as you talk about something, other things happen. And it wasn't like bad or shitty stuff wasn't happening before I wrote this. It just felt like sometimes it does. Like people used to say growing up in the church, like never ask God for patience. Because then all of these things will happen that really challenge your patience I don't, I don't believe in that stuff. I just think that sometimes things happen. And maybe because you draw attention to something that you really want for yourself, then you start to notice all of the ways, all of the real life things that happen that make that thing that you're hoping for difficult. And then also make a mantra even more appropriate. I am only responsible for today. That's all I can take care of. It's I, I know that I didn't create this. There's a there's a saying, you know, you can only I don't know what it is. It's something like you can't worry about tomorrow, you can just take care of today, or I don't know. But I didn't invent this. It's just the way that I am saying it to myself to let it go tick, 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 down into myself. And then Tuesday morning, somebody snaps off my windshield wipers. I'm kind of running all day, doing stuff that I hadn't planned on doing. And then Todd gets home really late and goes straight into something else. And then it's pouring with rain outside. 
and we haven't had rain in a really long time, and a gutter that we have been trying to repair over last winter that is broken. So it's hanging at a not great angle. So <laughs> where it's hanging is where all of the leaves are getting connect collected and then all of that water is pouring into our basement. So he got out of his appointment, went down into our basement where our laundry room is and our kids' bedrooms are, and our basement was flooding. And we don't have a shop vac anymore. And we used every single towel that we had and it was a lot of water and then Todd created at, I think it was right before the pandemic. Yeah, I think it was a couple, maybe a couple years before the pandemic, a group called the Borthwickens. We live on a street, and that's the name he gave the street, or the, the group. And it's, and people are like, hey, did you see if my Amazon package got picked up, would you go grab it for me so it doesn't get stolen? Or... Somebody's parked in front of my driveway. Did you see who it is so that I can ask them to move? Or does anybody have a ladder? Or And Todd put on there, hey, does anybody have a shop vac? Within 15 minutes, we had two shop vacs delivered. Now, that doesn't take care of the leaking problem. That helps us. And then we had to go out in the... I mean, it was... Those of you that live in the Northwest, you know a sopping rain, and this was like beyond sopping. Like, I could wring out my coat. I didn't even have to. I had a puddle under my jacket. So I have had this rain barrel for about 15 years at least that I've never been able to set up. Let me rephrase that. I could have figured out how to set it up. I never have. So I'm out in the rain. Todd's in the basement shop backing. I'm putting the rain barrel under the water that's pouring down from the gutter on bricks. That's not actually doing it because it's going behind the rain barrel. Then I find a Rubbermaid, put the Rubbermaid on top of the rain barrel, and that's not going to work because the rain, the Rubbermaid's going to get filled up with rain and then I'm going to have to figure out what to do with all the rain. So then we drilled a hole. So the hole, <laughs> the hole in the Rubbermaid goes over the hole in the rain barrel. Who knows how we're getting the water out of the rain barrel? That's not the important thing when you're, when you're working on the clock. And then water is still going between the house and the Rubbermaid, so when I was making pasta salad for people who live outside, I have all these big tin, I reuse them, but, you know, supposed to be throwaway containers. And so I put that on top of the Rubbermaid that is on top of the rain barrel, and I folded it so it creates a... <laughs> So it creates a slide that goes into the Rubbermaid 
and then the Rubbermaid pours into mostly into the rain barrel. It worked, y'all. I, I cannot believe it, but it worked. I won't go into why we haven't fixed it, but most of it is has to do with power lines and not really knowing how to work around those so we don't die. So what I'm trying to say is real life is still going to happen when we have a mantra and that's what the mantra is for. It's to stop us and still us or at least as slow us down, slow down the momentum of the swirl. The swirl is still going to happen, but sometimes the swirl can happen and we can take ourselves out of it for 15, 20 seconds by saying the mantra. I am only responsible for today. I am only responsible for today. I am only responsible for today. It creates a little space inside us. The space where maybe we can ask the question, what feels good? It's hard to ask that question when water is pouring into your basement or you can't drive your car because somebody broke off your windshield wiper or your kid is sick or your parents are in care or you have um, a diagnosis. It, it's harder to, to still yourself and find out what feels good. And that's why a mantra can help. It's not going to solve the situation, but it can quiet us. It can maybe help us quiet our or slow down our rising cortisol levels. My question for myself is how can I make things soft? I'm really, really, really good at making things hard for myself, judging myself or reigning criticism on myself or feeling not good enough like what is it what is it about me that makes you not want to sign up for my archery workshop (laughs) when it has really nothing to do with me it's circumstantial I can't control it and I'm trying to learn to ride the wave of it to to maybe not be pulled under by it like an undertow, but to ride the wave of it, to ride the wave of my feelings, to ride the wave of my insecurity, to ride the wave of I'm not enough, or, you know, fill in the blank. To ride it, but not let it drag me under. I want things that are soft. I want soft clothing. I want comfortable shoes. I want warm baths and a house that's not freezing just because I'm my father's daughter and you shouldn't turn your heat on until November. (laughs) Like all of these rules that are verbalized and not verbalized. Like all of these rules that we follow that somebody else made up and we can go for things that are soft Lean towards not being rushed regardless. Stopping and taking a breath and saying a mantra. Before you make that hard call. Before you pick up your phone and call the person that gives you the most anxiety. 
before you email your doctor, before you take a breath and call your child. Take that breath. Say that mantra. Still yourself. Not rushing into getting shit done because this unseen force that we follow without question is leading us and saying, no, just even stopping for 30 seconds, not being frantic, finding our breath. I don't know how to do it. I'm just following kind of what my inner wisdom is telling me to do, and I'm missing it. You know, I'm not getting it every day. That's what practicing is. I'm trying. I'm reminding myself. I'm in the car today. I went and got my second time to the Nissan parts store. Drove all the way out to 122nd, which is like 30 minutes, 40 minutes from my house. They didn't have the part. Then I had to go back today. They had the part. But he put it in for me. He said, we never do this, but I'm going to do it because you had such shitty luck. I'm going to put it in for you. And then I had to go grocery shopping. That always kind of amps me up because I have other things that I have to do in my day. And I, I struggle with still following the patriarchal norms of I don't believe in them, but they are, again, those unspoken things that I'm following. You know, like, I'm cooking all the meals, I'm doing the grocery shopping, I'm cleaning the house. Todd's working at his job and getting home at 5.30 some days, you know, leaving at 7.15. And still, I look at what he does, and I look at what I do, and I prop him up. Not without even thinking about it, y'all. I'm doing it against my own will. So I'm learning to stop and breathe and on the way home, shut off the book I'm listening to and just be in that moment, you know, the last 10 miles. Just be in myself and in that moment. Still myself. Follow, listen, stop, breathe. Follow, listen, stop, breathe. Listen, follow, stop, breathe. Breathe, listen, follow. So that I can lean so far away from guilt and shame. Lean in the opposite direction for a while. Maybe even, I don't want a pendulum swing because I don't want to go into narcissism, but I want to lean toward gentle, soft, easy, so that I can only, only be responsible for today. Because really, that's all I can do. I can only be responsible for today. You can only be responsible for today. Yes, tomorrow will come. I hope tomorrow will come. The hope is tomorrow will come, and then the next day, and the next day, and the next day, and we can participate fully in our, all of our tomorrows. Instead of worrying about tomorrow... I've spent my life worrying about tomorrow and not just tomorrow, but the future. And it hasn't added a day. It has not added one second to my life about worrying. Does that mean I'm never going to worry? I highly doubt it. 
Does that mean worry? I should be ashamed of worrying? No, because I was given that template. It just means I want to push against that. I want to push against the norm and have a different, more gentle life. That doesn't mean I'm, gonna, I'm not going to still go protest. That doesn't mean I'm not going to show up for resistance. It just means I'm not going to add to my plight or to what I want to accomplish. I'm going to try not to add to it. I'm going to try not to add baggage to myself. I got plenty, plenty to do. I want you to be able to be expansive in the love you have for yourself in taking just today, just right now, to only be responsible for today. I am only responsible for today. Breathe. I am only responsible for today. I am only responsible for today. That's all we have. Take good care of yourself. I love you. You are worth knowing. You are worth loving. You are worth being in this world. Until next week.